Hello, this is Brent Leary, and I just came across a really interesting uh, survey around customer service, and it was aimed at uh, the business side of customer service, getting the impression of uh, what's important to their customers. And it was a survey that was put together by a company called TOA, and I had had an opportunity to talk to them uh, about another survey they did a little while ago on the cost of waiting, and that's a really interesting survey, but right now, I would like to uh, introduce you to Yuval Brisker, who is the CEO of TOA. Yuval, thanks, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. So, thanks uh, for having me. Before we jump into this study, which is some really interesting stuff, maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, who you are and, and what TOA does. Yeah, I'm the CEO of uh, TOA Technologies. TOA um, uh, provides a cloud-based software solution for managing uh, mobile employees with a view and a focus on the customer experience. Uh, managing mobile employees like technicians, uh, service people, delivery people who go to people's homes uh, on an appointment basis um, with uh, you know delivering uh, cable, telephone, delivering furniture, delivering uh, any kind of service basically to the home. Um, of course, we've all experienced what it's like to wait for the cable guy and not know when the cable guy is going ha- to arrive. Um, and um, and uh, TOA it solves the cable guy problem, meaning customers waiting at home without knowing. Uh, we have a software that can actually predict when an appointment will happen, um, and predict a one-hour window for people to wait with uh, with with ninety-eight percent accuracy. So instead of waiting for all day, <laughs> or four hours, or half a day, you know, without knowing when the guy's going to arrive at your home, using TOA's solution, companies like Cox, uh, like Brighthouse, like uh, Suddenly Communications, like Cablevision, um, like Virgin Media in the UK, all use our solution to reduce the time that people have to wait at home uh, with a very sophisticated cloud-based software. Uh, I only wish that uh, Cox, or excuse me, Charter, in Atlanta, use your service because I still get the four-hour window. I, I really appreciate that you're actually able to get it down to that one hour, which I, I, I would assume makes a huge difference when it comes to their customer base. So that's great. But just recently, you uh, sponsored a research study for, by the Economist Intelligence Unit that really talks about uh, current customer service challenges and future trends. And it's really some interesting stuff here. Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about why you uh, sponsored this kind of study, and maybe some of the high-level uh, takeaways that you got from it. So, you know, we're we're really interested in understanding uh, um, kind of what executives around the world are thinking um, and, and what their perception is about uh, customer service and what they need to do as organizations to actually improve the customer experience um, and how they actually grasp the trends out there um, in terms of customer service and customer experience. So we're constantly looking, you know, to have our finger on the pulse of what uh, both customers are thinking, so that's the survey that you actually mentioned before, which is we, which we call the cost of waiting survey, and that's a very you know consumer focused survey to understand what consumers' experience are of you know the waiting game, what we like to call the waiting game. Uh, I call it the, the crying the game, but that's that, okay. You know, we have you know we're also interested in understanding what you know business executives who are you know who are leading companies that provide those kinds of in-home services, what they're thinking, and together with the the Economist Intelligence Unit, we, uh, you know, put together a survey that, um, you know, that, that really 
really uh, went out to talk to you know business executives around the world, uh, asking them what are the you know the biggest you know the issues that, you know, on your mind. What are the, you know things that are you know of, you know of concern to you these days, as you basically manage your business in relation to the customer and the customer experience. And that's kind of what we did. Now it looks like one of the big findings or the top takeaways was that there's an increased need for tailored services. And apparently 95% of respondents cited that as a big need for their business to do. Absolutely. I mean, I think that as we all kind of get a bigger and stronger grasp of sort of, 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 of personalizing things for ourselves, and I think a lot of that actually comes from the experience of personalizing, you know, the Facebook page or the Twitter page or Google Plus, or, you know, just all these experiences that people have uh, um, of, of, of creating their own environment that sort of tailored to their needs, following their, their, you know, Twitter, I think, is a key one for, you know, you follow the people that you, you know, that you're interested in hearing about, and, and you kind of get a stream of news, uh, you know, that, that, that of what people are tweeting out there um, that's relevant to your sort of interest and your focus. Uh, those kinds of, that's kind of like a stream of consciousness almost that happens in the world in which people are getting used to the idea that they can actually tailor things to their specific uh, needs and specific desires, and that's beginning to spill out into you know beyond the virtual world into the actual you know real world where people are are experiencing some level of uh, of of um, of interaction with services, and they want the same kind of level of personalization that they have in the virtual world. They also want it in their physical world, in their physical environment. You know, it's it's pretty interesting because I think you're what you you talk about here is customers are on social networks, they're using mobile devices, and they really want to be able to use th these things that they're using in parts of their life. They really like to expand it and use it in as many parts of their life as possible. And it sounds like uh, customer service is another one of those avenues where they expect their vendors to engage them in order to serve them better. Well, you know, I mean, we're all deeply connected today, right? I mean, uh, yesterday I, I left my mobile phone, you know, in a taxi on the way into New York City, and I was, I, I was, you know, I felt like my <laughs> right arm had been cut off for about 45 minutes until I got the taxi driver, and he came back and delivered it to me. Um, it's, it's that deep connection with, you know, with the devices and through it with the network, the network being the social network, the information network, and in this case, the service network. Um, those kind of connectivities are something that we've grown to not just expect but depend on and, and you know, be completely, uh, I would say, almost uh, addicted to. Uh, and that addiction, quote-unquote, in, in a positive sense, you know, expands out to wanting to get information and wanting to give information, want to interact around, you know, services the same way that, that, that every other aspect of, connect of the connected life uh, exists in people's, you know, day-to-day uh, -day, uh, uh, experience. So um, I don't find it, you know, at all surprising in that sense that, uh, that people are wanting to extend that sort of level of connectivity and level of information that, uh, that they have into their service experiences. It's completely logical to me. And it sounds like it's because of that customer-driven need that 51% of respondents say that they will introduce new customer service systems or software in the next three years. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think that, that, you know, if you're a service organization out there, some of them already take, took the step of at least, you know, the, the large sort of more visible ones, like Comcast, like Charter, by the way. You know, I, I, from my point of view, Charter, Comcast, the, the service providers in your area, it's just a question of time when, will, when they will become to our customers. <laughs> and you will have that great experience of only having to wait an hour and getting information throughout so that you actually have access to the information. But you look at, you know, what, for example, UPS just did last week, which is say to, to customers, you know, you don't have to, you know, wait for the package anymore. You can actually go on our website and start tailoring information that you want to have um, uh, about receiving your, your package um, on our website, and we'll give you information throughout. You can actually tailor the time that you would like to get um, uh, your package delivered to your home, whereas before you just had to, you know, get it when somebody, you know, came to your door, and if you were there, you were there, and if you weren't, you weren't. Um, so I think the trend is very clear that, you know, these companies who once just felt that maybe just having a Twitter site is enough, now they want it. That, and that's kind of, in my mind, it's almost like a passive activity. You set up a Twitter site, and you respond when people actually come to you. Now it's more about proactiveness and how to actually you know, transform the, the sort of social media, social enterprise experience into a proactive um, experience for your customers. Now, there's a lot of great information in this survey, but is there anything that surprised you in the results? Um, that it's not 100% of the respondents <laughs> that thought that it was an important thing, you know, to engage in social media and, and, and really uh, tailor and personalize uh, services to customers' needs. I think at this point, to me, my expectation would be that, you know, that, that well, of course, you know, 90, in, the, in the 90s is very high, but, but I, my, I, I wasn't surprised, to be honest, about the, uh, about the fact that, that, that this was, you know, this was that high, but, you know, our goal is to make sure that all all you know companies out there think in terms of you know how do I best you know fit my you know services and my you know experience based uh, um, um, projects to my customers you know needs and that's kind of our goal. So if you were to peer out a year from now, where do you think uh, companies are going to be and being able to merge social and mobile? and any kind of other new technologies that crop up in between now and then, uh, how are they going to be able to leverage this to improve, keep improving the customer experience? You know, I, I think that there's a clear, you know, convergence of all these, you know, um, these kinds of technologies. What we're, you know, uh, what we have that's unique, I think, and what I think is going to be the next wave uh, a year or two or maybe three years from now is to be a lot more predictive so that uh, to, to start trying to anticipate what people actually are, you know, are expecting, not just, you know, so, so when you go on Amazon today, right, you know, you buy something and they say, you know, customers who bought this also bought that, or they start, you know, it, it, there's, there actually is an intelligence and predictive engine that tries to anticipate what it is that you might want to buy more of or or might please you as a as a as a consumer and they'll offer it up to you i think that when we take what we're doing and what you know the the the, the survey basically um uh, came up with and you take that and extrapolate that a year forward um i think that that you you're talking about a much more anticipatory um um uh, experience that will predict 
not just respond to or give customers the ability to personalize those services, but actually to take the step into, in terms of looking at all at the patterns that they have in terms of their, their buying activities or their service activities and use that, that information um, to, and to anticipate in advance rather than just asking and so offer that up to the customer. The other is really I think that you know that that, that there will be more avenues for that extending the, the sort of the one to oneness of, of the communication between, you know, companies and their customers and the customers have more channels of, you know, not just receiving information but giving their information back and it becomes more of a conversation and less of a of a sort of of a of a complaint-based, you know, uh, uh, undertaking between customers and their companies, companies and their customers. So those two things, I think, would be my sort of predictions for um, uh, for a year or two out, which is, like I said, it's one-to-one communications and a conversation. You know, the word conversation is out there, and I think a conversation between companies and their customers is going to be much more enhanced. And the other thing is really anticipating and predicting what customers' uh, um, uh, desires are and putting those options out in front of them and letting them just choose and rather than having them do it themselves. Where can people go to learn more about the study? Maybe even to pick it up. Um, the study is going to be posted on our website on um, um, toatech.com, and it also will be on the economist.com website, the Economist uh, Intelligence Unit. Um, and we invite you to you know come to our site or their site and and uh, enjoy the fruits of the the survey labor. I'm already enjoying the fruits, and I'm also looking forward to the next edition of the Cost of Waiting survey because uh, there's a lot of good information in that one, too. Yeah, and we did a much more extensive deep survey this year, uh, and we're we have we're doing a lot more. We're doing this year this year's surveys. We're 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 doing it with Zogby, and you know we're going to be slicing and dicing the information a lot more uh, uh, in a granular fashion. So you'll have a lot more interesting information to talk about. And maybe I can get you to come on and do another one of these talks around that one as well. Love to do it. Thanks a lot, Yuval. That was uh, great information. That was Yuval Brisker from Toa Technologies. Thank you very much.